0: God. shit's about to get real.
1: Welcome to the plug with Bushy
0: and the Mountain
2: Man. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Together. We will make America great again. Skitter. Skitter. Skitter, now now.
3: Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers?!
1: Welcome to the plug with Bushy and the
4: Mountain
1: Man. All right, welcome to another episode of the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. This is episode 63, and I am your host, Bushy. The Mountain Man is not with me this week. He got called into work yet again. But once again, I have been saved. I. I, I reached out to the podcast community, and I have with me this evening from the Free Freeform Rock Podcast, Lee Gerstman. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, yeah you
4: doing, Sonny? You big someone from the old country? Ah, oh, let me put down my cane. Hey, no, I'm
1: kidding. How are you doing, Nate? <laughs> I am doing pretty well, sir. I I I want to preface all this by saying thank you so much for bailing me out. I thought I was going to have to do this by myself.
4: (laughs) Hey, thank you for bailing me out. I was just drinking, and now I can put the bottle down and talk and breathe.
1: Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, uh, uh, as you know, you have been here before. It's been a while. In fact, I think the last time you were here, there was three of us. Yeah. Yeah, there was three of us. Um, we're down to two it works a whole lot better Uh, like I said mountain man's gone but I'd like to ask you Lee how's your week
4: oh my week was pretty good I was feeling very fucking frustrated about some things but otherwise I was doing pretty good I do workshops and poetry and stuff but all the frustration is going to go into doing writing so it's kind of like any artist, I guess, sure. who gets... Ow! Oh! New song. Ah! 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 Baby! Oh!
1: Oh! You know what I mean? <laughs> new book. New screenplay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you did the uh, the poetry workshop. I saw you were um, you were on Facebook saying you were trying to get to that thing. You got to go. How'd that go for you? Oh, it... It it went well. Uh, what happened was
4: I read some stuff. Thing is, I asked someone for their opinion about some poems, and they gave me their opinion. And I wanted to read both their, uh, you know, suggestions. But then there were other people at the poetry workshop who said, "Hey, Lee, could you read this piece?" Oh, and I'm nice. like, it's like popular opinion. It's like Kiss maybe wanting to play only Harder Than Hell, but they're asked to play Destroyer 2. Right. So they have to. Kind of like that. So I was like, I was going debating back and forth. But in truth, I'm happy that I did what I did. But I, I'm not as happy as if I... Stuck with what I wanted to do, but you know, like if Kiss said, "We really do like Tommy Thayer, but maybe we don't like ourselves as much as when Tommy was in the group called Jin and he was totally awesome, and we suck now, and so maybe we (laughs) should leave Kiss." (laughs) Take that hit, Paul and Gene. Sorry.
1: Oh, that's funny. That's funny. No, that's good. And I I totally get the analogy. Um, And, yeah, I think most people's biggest problems is, of course, putting, you know, Pete and Ace's makeup on those two guys, even though Eric Singer was long respected with the band. um, And I like him as a drummer. But, yeah, I have a problem with the makeup. You know, Eric Carr had different makeup. Vinnie Vincent had different makeup. Put different makeup on him. I guess this generation has come yeah. out of joy in these shows. They don't fucking know any better. Yeah, I I really have to say, honestly, yeah, I mean,
4: I, I do think that they should have the makeup changed. But I honestly have to say, if you see old Cold Gin footage with Tommy Thayer, you see a version of Kiss Song's better than Kiss does and Today, I absolutely, I honestly feel that if they are going to go to the 2.0 route then get two other people to do Paul and Gene's makeup that way it's still Kiss and it's everyone copy canning makeup that way there's no more bitching about who's <laughs> stealing what
1: yeah, because then but, all those hardcore KISS fans could just say, fuck it, we're done with them. These guys are just a cover band altogether. They're a tribute act. And if I want to see that, there's a band out there today called KISS Alive that does a dynamite version of the 73 to 75 stuff.
4: Cool. Um, um, Are they playing around my area?
1: I have no idea. I have no idea where they I'll have
4: to put. I'll have to put a sign saying, get Tommy
1: Thayer. Get Tommy Thayer. <laughs> Bring all back right. Tommy. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. That's like that one asshole at the Van Halen concert saying, bring back Sammy. I don't think it's going to happen.
4: Oh, I saw them back in the 84 era. And if somebody said, bring back Sammy back then, David Lee Roth would probably say, what? Bring back fart? Farty? (laughs) You want to do a sandwich fart? Okay, stick your ass out, buddy you that's know you he, he probably would it, it was it was
1: wonderful that's great <laughs> well <but> that <laughs> all went well for you i've had a rough uh a, kind of a rough couple of weeks i was up in johnson city a couple weekends ago spending you know spending the night or weekend with my girlfriend up there hmm. and uh i lost my freaking cell phone Oh ah, shit. shit so i've been without a phone for two weeks and um
4: oh still i've been to there
1: be able to get a hold of her and i've still got to be able to get a hold of my daughter even from work you know because i get breaks obviously i work 12-hour shifts but i still get three breaks yeah so i was lugging my laptop to work it's not like it's super heavy but but there's, there's, yeah there's a I guy understand. there that might be 26 years old you know he's a cool cat he's actually one of my favorite people there he makes me laugh a lot um was there there's a goddamn grandpa. You brought the dinosaur in, didn't you? Oh, my God. I am like, you son of a bitch. I got to get on Messenger so that I can talk to people. Oh, shit. <laughs> got to be able to check on my daughter. She's normally not up when I go to lunch at 1 in the morning. Sometimes she is, but normally not. But my girlfriend, she normally gets off the you know, off the phone and off the social media altogether. Sometime around 10.30 because she works on normal... A normal people's job, Monday to Friday. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> so she's got to be up in the morning. So I still needed to get a hold of them. Yesterday, I was back up in Tennessee, up in Elizabethton. Got a new phone, got all that stuff activated. Still have the same phone number. So people that have my number, you can still get a hold of me. You know, because I've had that number for years. Yes. Yeah. So I had to make sure that was happening.
4: Dial phone,
1: right? Dial Led phone. That's
4: no, Line, no, not, no, no, not,
1: not that sorry. number, not that number. <laughs> I, I'm older than you, I'm sorry. No, but I can still remember my landline number from when I was in high school. I I remember, um,
4: um, um, four, five, six, zero, eight, two, nine. That was back in, like, 1976. I feel sometimes like calling it just to say, hi, I know, you right? me? Yeah, I, but I remember mine, uh, yeah. too.
1: I'm not going to give the area code, but it was 644-4506. That was my childhood number growing up. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it would be fun just to call it. But if it's still my ex-stepmother's number, I don't want to talk to her, so I don't need her answering the damn phone.
4: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: <laughs> I,
4: don't, I, I don't need any of my dead relatives to answer my calls, so that's why I'm not going to call.
1: Yeah, that might be a little scary. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I, I've heard the King Diamond album, Them.
4: <laughs> I have
1: not, but
4: I visited them. Nice.
1: <laughs> but yeah, other than that, you know, got all that squared away, just geared up for this Rocket Pod Expo this coming Friday and Saturday, you know, the um, 9th and 10th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um,
4: That's cool. Yeah. If you brush up against Vinnie Vincent, are I you going to say, what perfume do you wear and how can I get it? Uh-huh. My miss? fuck that guy
1: <laughs> fuck that guy you know and it sucks because i was a fan and uh um, the the infamous episode that got lost with chris sinzak on the show um yeah was vinnie vincent talking and everybody singing his praises and chris had this just it was just a dynamite two-hour conversation
3: mm. and then
1: of course vinnie pulls his bullshit with those guys and then he keeps backing out all these shows you know, he, he's just a Fucking douchebag. So if I was running to that cocksucker, I would have nothing nice to say to him. Oh, I, I would give you
4: a bunch of papers of nothing nice quotes. <laughs> you know, and please don't give me credit
1: because I want to suck up to him when I see him. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. No, I've already got some cool interviews lined up. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say who. I can certainly tell you off air um,
4: I understand I,
1: I know I've got some cool stuff lined up Chris uh, Chris really came through for me uh, uh, One of them I really Really wanted to talk to uh, cool. he, got, he got me that interview And another one I really wanted to talk to And the third one is, uh, is is Somebody I know absolutely nothing about And I think that's going to be the hardest interview Because I've really got to do Some research this week while I'm off work Yeah mm. But barring that, not a whole lot's been going on. I have you here tonight to talk about an album. because um, I was trying to keep this stuff all rock and pod oriented, leading mm-hmm. up to the expo. And, uh, Erie Vaughn, bass player for Danzig, mm-hmm. is going to be at Rock and Pod. You know, all right. we, did, we did a Striper Talk episode uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I forget what the hell we did last time we were on. I I had Sinzak on a a couple weeks ago talking about Rocket Pod. So this time I thought we would kind of dive into the uh, debut album from, uh, I was released August 30th, 1988, Danzig. But I got a hold of you. It was such short notice. So again, I appreciate you doing this. Cool. You had never heard the record. I only heard, like, did he
4: do a song called. More murder, more guts, more
1: blood. You know, I'm really not sure. And here's why. I'm not a huge Misfits fan. I like some of their stuff. Um, I've never heard the band Samhain or Salwin, however the hell you say it. Oh, I think it was probably Samhain. Okay. Uh, So I never heard them. You know, I, I, I discovered Glenn Danzig, you know, in 1988 on the Headbangers Ball. You know, that's that's how I found these guys before we dive into this, because I'm curious to know. I uh, only heard of Danzig today after you mentioned him. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'd like to do is, is before we start diving into this, I just wanted to read you a couple little facts I have here off of uh, off of the good old Wikipedia talking about the reception of this album. And uh, AllMusic said that Danzig debuts with a record of simple, pounding, bluesy metal featuring lead singer Glenn Danzig's trademark Elvis meets Jim Morrison' bellow and outlandishly dark, evil lyrics. There isn't a great deal of musical variety or complexity here, but the band powers its way through such signature tunes as Twist of Cain, Am I Demon, and uh, in parentheses Future, hit Mother with a Primal Energy. Thrasher, I don't know if you remember Thrasher magazine. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, well, uh, they say Glenn Danzig has built up a new unit that's so damn powerful, so relentlessly brutal, it staggers the senses just to comprehend. The ensemble drives forth with a new force, an ambitious direction, and absolutely ferocious power. Glenn's vocals have matured with age, his croons are commanding expressions of the full range of his voice. The music explodes with a vigorous combination of hooks and punches that wallop a tight, clean drive. A forceful nucleus of hard, rocking energy. Altogether, Danzig provide a heavy dose of pure entertainment that has awesome momentum and pile-driving fury. Danzig becomes more impressive with every listen. The album, of course. And then Trouser Press says Danzig is a crunchy, lusty, demonic cross between the doors and Misfits and Black Sabbath. Roughly half the album is ominous and mighty. The rest displays the weak underbelly of Ruben's thinly homogenous production. And just on a side note, in 2017, Rolling Stone ranked Danzig, the album, as 23rd on their list of the 100 greatest metal albums of all time. Now, not that I'm saying you have to take into account what fucking Rolling Stone magazine says, well, but they did recognize something in this record.
4: Yeah, I, I was going to mention a review That I read, which was in my mind, which was this album, according to all the stuff that Nate Atchison mentioned in his review, gives total clue to every single thing that Lee Gershman says so he doesn't have to do the fucking interview. I mean, the
1: review. Ah! No, not really. (laughs) Oh, you knocked that off. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Alright, so so what we're gonna do is let's just go ahead and dive into this record. It's it's a short one, it's only forty minutes, forty one minutes long. Ten songs, five per side, I believe, is how it was released, but it was released on C D, so what the hell do I know?
4: To I me know-
1: that when I
4: was a young kid, forty minutes or forty one minutes that was the thing. And if you did a cassette, it was 22 minutes aside. Yes. Basically that, that was, that was what I did. And I have no, none of my 1970s recordings anymore, but I still remember that.
1: Well, it it was weird Uh, in, in, in the cassette era before the CD came out. It was, it was weird to find a cassette with like five songs on one side, six on the other. Now you get five, five on one, four on the other. Yeah. But, but, but you weren't getting into the 11, 12, 13 songs, you know, on, on, on an album until, of course, the advent of the CD era. Yeah. You know, so this, this makes perfect sense. We're talking, you know, it was recorded September of 87 to April of 88. Like I said, released August of 88. So it makes sense. You know, the CD wasn't real big just yet. You know, 10 songs, punch them in the yeah. gut, get in, rock them, get out.
4: Yeah. All right, let's dive into this bitch. First song we're going to hear, this is Twist of (laughs) Cain. The alternative first track of an ACDC album. My word, this is good stuff. It's my type of rock. How did I not listen to this all these years before? This is classic rock. Sounds like he's saying come alive, baked potato, charred jalapeno, burning highway with chipotle barbecue with chips or (laughs) something like that. This sounds like some I would have done back in the day. It's
1: good shit. The ending of the song sounds like the beginning of the song, Black Sabbath. That's that's funny you say that. Now, me personally, I've always loved this song. This was my introduction to Danzig. And it was my introduction to understanding who Glenn Danzig was. Like I said, I knew of uh, 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 the Misfits. I heard some of their stuff. Not really my thing, but I understand their influence. Um, always, always loved this tune. And, um, yeah, you know, I remember seeing it on the Headbangers Ball. I was absolutely blown away. Um, if you ask me, the riff, you say ACDC, I say very Black Sabbath to me, but I see you came to that at the end. Um, and it's basically taken, you know, ripped straight from the Bible, from the story of Cain and Abel. I remember seeing this video and not realizing, first of all, that Glenn's such a short son of a bitch. But he was—that dude was lifting weights. Okay, he was hitting the gym, and it just looked to me like this dude with these wicked long Elvis sideburns and his long black hair, and these massive pecs and these massive biceps. It was like he was holding the mic, right on his bicep. It was the coolest fucking thing I'd ever seen. I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, this—this track in particular. Right on. So, um, move on to the second one. This is not of this world we Love the riff. I love that driving beat, and and those the lyrics are really just evil as fuck. Um, there is a real sick guitar solo from John Christ. There's great vocal delivery. Um, I man, I'm not sure what the hell he's talking about. I know it has to do with the occult and you know Satanism or whatever because he was trying to hit that. You know they're trying to latch on to that genre. But I thought it a pretty um, good song. What did you think?
4: Yeah, well first
1: I do not think that
4: he really was doing that. I I think that people thought that, but to me no. But See, I, you, I I
1: think that's what he's trying to convey. I don't think maybe him personally. I'm thinking
4: that when he's saying not of this world before I get into what I say of the song, I think he's more referring to Not fitting in. That's just me. But anyway, Metallica's Enter Sandman before they did it. But better? Well, at least more raw. And it has punch. I wrote songs like this back in 1982. This is a good rocking song that makes me want to punch someone in the face for fun. But because it won't be fun when I go to jail, I'll have to only listen to this when I'm too blitzed to care if I'm in jail or not. <laughs>
1: nice, nice. All right, now we hear She Rides.
4: sounds i kid you not like old 70s heavy classic rock hell this is a damn good song of course there's going to be the jim morrison comparisons in the vocals but the music isn't like the doors it's more like judas priest but like an even better baked bread
1: version of priest if i may say so yeah absolutely um I I dig this one a lot. You know, it's got that great intro with those drums. And then just that little guitar slide. And then Erie Vaughn just hitting that single bass note before everything just kind of joins in. And that first riff's really cool as hell. And it turns almost kind of bluesy. It's kind of like if evil blues was a genre, this tune might be the anthem. It just oozes evil but it also oozes sex and i saw somewhere earlier while researching this that john christ said that this was their first sex song so i guess that makes sense Mm. and a guy named christ would know (laughs) 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 all right (laughs) all right here we go soul on fire
0: Angels fall to earth, oh, it's down, ooh, now your heart is cold, waiting on the summer of my soul.
1: This is one of my favorites. Uh, this is what made me decide that Glenn Danzig sounds like an evil Elvis, which makes me really happy that he's coming out with an Elvis cover song. In my notes, I say Glenn sounds a lot like an evil Elvis on this opening part, that angels for the I could see the king singing that shit. And you know, it has got a cool riff. Sounds like he's kind of talking about a kind of sex sacrifice to the gods, you know, during Samhain or Sam Hain, however you say it that's what a lot of the subject matter is on this record. And this one has a pretty ripping solo. Cause not every song has a solo like Twist of Cane" didn't. You know, it's all around a great tune. It's probably my number two on the record.
4: I personally don't see, for me, on this album, any kind of devil-worshipping anything. I see maybe with song titles like Evil, whatever, We're so on fire. I I, I see a little tease, but to me, it it doesn't seem like that. I think that that's just just hype. But that's me. But anyway, with this song, this sounds like Sad Wings of Destiny era priest, especially with the ending of the song. With just a, a touch, a point of entry. I really dig it my feeling is Danzig was a classic hard rocker and this music is pretty cool
1: nice nice yeah it's funny all the priests I didn't I didn't catch all that priest on it now, nobody well, does nobody knows as much music as I do so I'm sorry
4: <laughs> if, 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 if if I either sound too intelligent or too stupid
1: depending upon someone's whatever <laughs> all right well am i demon <laughs>
4: is like a fan of priest and motorhead doing his own thing but it has its own sound maybe a touch like black sabbath but really more like his own thing it's an awesome song Ha-cha!
1: <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a definite banger it's you know good heavy riff drums and bass just pounding I don't think it's the best lyrically, but I get the feeling that he's kind of—he's kind of questioning his own morality, maybe even his own humanity, especially with that line, uh, "pounding out deserved pain to anyone in need." Mm. It's, it's not his best vocal delivery on the record, but it still fucking rocks, and that guitar solo shreds. You know, like I said, it's a definite banger for sure. Mm. Well, we're gonna go ahead. Yeah flip this bitch over, and here is probably the song that everybody, even if you don't know Danzig, knows. This is Mother.
0: Mother, tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words, what they mean, what they say. Mother, mother, can you keep them in the dark for life?
1: bass guitar solo it's all perfect uh, Glenn didn't write this to be a hit but that's what he got out of this out of this song he wrote it as a rhetorical challenge to parents um, inspired by Tipper Gore and, and, and you know the PMRC I think it's a great tune it's, it's very ominous but it's very driving I love the guitar solo in it and the mother 93 off of Thrall Deep and Sweat Live is even better great tune what do you think of mother
4: oh well this is the song that
1: should have been
4: on pyromania but wasn't on it Uh -uh. it's a (laughs) song about a guy who says if you want the truth of what he's going through he'll tell you it's a song about being honest without being afraid there's nothing more to it than that there's a little bit of sexual mischievous innuendo in it but i think it's only added for play effect it's really just about being truthful and telling people to understand their own truths and
1: it's a good song nice nice i i agree um i i don't know if i have a song i don't like there's one that i can take or leave but let's move to uh Was it the second track on this side? This is possession.
4: First off, um, that little background of the backwards vocals, I heard it backwards and I found out what it says, and there's nothing evil or demonic in it at all. It's just something like, don't follow me. In other words, like saying, if you want to be blessed, you know, just don't follow me. In other words, it didn't. And no evil, nothing. It was just kind of a humble thing. But anyway, an Alice Cooper style twisted tune, but even more twisted than Alice. And that's cool with me. I really dig this one. It's like if the original Alice Cooper band
1: did one more album. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Now, see, for me, it's one of the most evil songs I've ever heard. But evil kind of in the vein of, you know, the campy The Exorcist, which is still what I think is, a you know, the most terrifying movie of all time. You're 10 years younger than me, right?
4: Sonny, <laughs> you have to get an education. Anyway, go on. Sorry
1: about that. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's just so well done. Uh, the drums are definitely the driving force behind this track. Uh, they're almost tribal, which I absolutely love. And that bridge with that chanting in the background, it's just awesome. Now, they're actually saying something. It's actually not back-masking. It's actually, they're actually saying something. And if you give me just a hot second, because I didn't have this pulled up on my uh, computer, I can tell you what he's saying. That is Spiritus Incubus. Just using Latin is all he's doing. Um... It's got a real cool break after the chorus. You know, the music just fucking stops for like a second or two, and then they kick back in. I'm not sure that even King Diamond has done a better song about possessing a person than Danzig did with this track on this album.
4: You're freaking me out
1: because I was only listening to the music. Are you going to brew my night? Anyway, go on. Come on, that's great shit. I want to crawl inside your soul, nestle in your brain, stand you on your head, crouch you on all fours.
4: (laughs) Hell, I didn't hear that. I just heard, "Who, baby, baby, let me take you
1: out tonight. Sorry. (laughs) That's hilarious. Let's go ahead and move into end of time.
4: I didn't mean to interrupt you. You could talk about the other one, but.
1: Oh, no, you're fine. I, I, I was done. I, that's okay. Already, that's pretty much it. That's the best praise I can give it is I'm not sure that even King Diamond has done a better song about possessing a person.
4: Okay, now we can do end of time and we can end on this. I'm kidding. <laughs> Which group is this like, Metallica or Tool? But that's only in the beginning. It's mostly its own thing with a touch of ACDC, but it's its own thing, and I do dig it. It's maybe the one filler tune for me, but I wouldn't skip it.
1: Alright, that's, that's interesting you say that um, For me it's got a very moody Almost gothic acoustic type Guitar melody at that intro uh, Again, Glenn sounding Very Elvis-like But once he hits that, yeah The song gets kind of tough Musically, it picks up But lyrically It, it kind of sounds almost Whiny to me mm. Lyrically uh, I could be interpreting it wrong But it sounds like he's just bitching about everything it's not bad. It's not a favorite. This is the one I was telling you that I could take early. So we both agree. Hey, we have, we've agreed on everything so far. Wonderful. I, I know, right? Even on the one we didn't like that much. Oh, well, why? I,
4: I, I, fuck, I don't even remember that.
1: <laughs> well, here's the Hunter. this is just flat out badass. Great opening riff, great opening solo. This is originally an Albert King song, so there's just really great guitar soloing all over the song, which is very typical of the blues. Um, lyrics have been changed to reflect the more quote-unquote evil nature of the bad. You know, but it's it, it's really a cool tune. I like what they did with it. I think the del- vocal delivery is absolutely amazing. I like the little changes in the lyrics they did to make it fit their style. And uh, yeah, you know, John Christ was not messing around at all on the guitars on this track. What do you think?
4: Oh, well, this is like every 80s band I ever heard, but somehow like its own thing. It's a cover tune, of course, but I like this version perhaps even better than the other versions I've heard. And I can tell the lyrics are some of Danzig's own. So that's pretty cool. I really enjoy this, and the guitar solo is hot as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. And we're going to go ahead and close it out. This is Evil Thing. Evil <laughs> Thing
4: the most lee sounding song on here and i mean me if i worked with alice cooper but really it's the most original thing on here and i think it's great it's a fun rocking tune i could blare this on the jukebox at the bar and drink beers with friends to this song it's really cool and a good way to close the album
1: Nice, and I, I really agree with you. It's got that sexy... Now, to me, this is where it's almost like an ACDC-type riff. You know, the drums are just killer. bass is just riding along with that guitar line, for the most part, for the most part. You know, it's a great tune. And I and I, I, I kind of like how it feels to me, like he's just basically saying, cross my path, I'll end you with no fucking remorse. <laughs> 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 it, it's just kind of the, the... the vibe i get out of the tune it's 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 cool track i do think it's a great way to end the album but i hate the way the song ends because it just fucking stops it just stops
4: <laughs> there's a flaming lip song that's actually a 24-hour song i don't like the flaming lips so i'm not even going to listen to 24 seconds but if you want to hear the song that doesn't end Go for it. I I'm sure there's a fucking video of it.
1: I'm sure I'm not going to hear it. Yeah, I would definitely have to I would definitely have to pass on that. Yeah. Uh, another, another couple of cool things about this is uncredited background vocals. Um, James Hetfield of Metallica. He sang oh. background vocals on Twist of Cain and on Possession.
4: <laughs> oh, you see the one that's sits- me, honomy, oatmeal, 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 oatmeal um, alfalfa, broccoli, um, bean sprouts, 24 cents, whole foods, sale, 20% off, carbohydrates. Sorry.
1: That's great. That's, I, I didn't know they were health nuts back then. Everybody ate steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, produced by Rick Rubin, and this was done at... Um, Atlantic Recording Studios, and at Chung King Metal in New York City. You know, um, like I said, August 30th, 1988, comes in at 40 minutes, 58 seconds on Deaf American. Um, Overall, what what was your take from this album? What did you think of the record in in general? Uh, When I was
4: told, you know, asked about doing this, I thought I had a certain opinion about it. I totally changed my opinion when I heard him. I'm like, damn, this is not what I thought. This is good. This is like good classic rock. I thought it was gonna be some really bullshit type of goth crap. I didn't realize God. that he was good. And now I have to have to say, Hey man, you know, maybe Maybe some other groups not not BJ Bon Jovi oh, but but I mean other groups are gonna be good <laughs> that I that I haven't tried before. you know
1: well I, I, I could tell you this much, I wasn't as big a fan of Danzig 2 Lucifuge. I wasn't as big a fan of Danzig three, How the Gods kill. Mm-hmm. I did like Danzig four. But by the time you started getting into two, three, four, uh, Success over production Starts coming in What I like about this is very reminiscent of those First three Kiss albums to me Ah, oh, It's yeah. very raw You know what I mean? It's like this is what we're going to do We're going to lay this shit fucking down We're not going to overdub it a billion times It just yeah. seems like it's just very raw And honest Even if the subject matter could be kind of hokey You know it's a uh, it was kind of funny, I was reading something that they actually got a uh, a parental advisory sticker. Oh. Um, and it's one of the few albums that was labeled as explicit despite the virtual absence of profanity save for use of one word, and that is whore. And I forget which track that is, but he says, I'm going to crouch you on all fours, make you beg to be my whore. Maybe it was possession. It could be. Oh, But uh, yeah, they got the... Uh, parental advisory and uh, Glenn Danzig said that's because of its content we're making people think you're not allowed to make people think in the United States you're not allowed to have them question the government or authority
4: that's weird because whenever I went to family reunions and they said where's the bathroom I went it's right over whore I I didn't realize that I meant right over there it was like whore was there and where like Whore's the bathroom. (laughs) What? That's just because you were dyslexic
1: and reading it wrong.
4: Yeah, and so I feel people get whores wrong. They they totally misread them. And they go for the titties instead of the... Never mind. (laughs) That's all, folks!
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, this... uh... Album charted on the Billboard 200 at 125, and as far as singles go, of course, it was Mother. In 1993 on mainstream rock tracks, uh, tracks at number 17, and '94 on the Billboard Hot 100 at number 43, so it did get a little bit of success. Like I said, uh, uh, Twist of Cain and Mother were the two that I saw on Headbangers Ball, the music videos for them, and I immediately went out and bought the record, and I've been hooked on this forever. So I hope that maybe you'll go and check out the rest of the discography. This is definitely the best, though. It's got that, like I said, just like those first three Kiss albums. It's raw, unadulterated, rock and roll. It gets very bluesy. It gets very metal. But uh, definitely the best thing they ever did.
4: I honestly think if Glenn Danzig listens to this episode, I have a marketing idea for you. Do a... Licorice stick with sugar cane in it. Call it twist of cane. You'll get yourself a hit.
1: <laughs> uh, red licorice or black? I hate black licorice. Ah, uh, okay then, never mind. <laughs> it would have to be black as dancing. It, it would mess up the whole evil persona. You can't have happy red. No, 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 no. You can have it
4: red because red is the sign of evil. I guess. So, just as long as the red is from raspberry and not from corn syrup. Okay. Oh,
1: oh, okay, Mr. Health
4: Nut. I'm not eating your fucking tofu, okay? Oh, hey, I I don't do barbecue sauce with tofu. (laughs) I don't even do taro roots because even though I don't know what taro root is, the T sounds like tofu.
1: (laughs) Nice. That's great. Well, all right, I'm glad you enjoyed the record. Um, and, and again, I'm really glad that you came on with me today. I, I appreciate. Thank you. you. you, you it, gave, out. it gave me it
4: gave it gave me a chance to nut up um, with somebody else witnessing it. <laughs> well, I'm
1: glad I could help out as well.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I would, well, uh, hey, you're act- hey, i Hey, I'm I'm actually really grateful to be on here. Thank you.
1: I'm actually really happy to have you. You know, I've always liked having Yana working with you. Um, I'm in the portion of the of the show now where um, we normally ask if, if there's anything you wanted to promote, anything going on. So, Lee, do you have anything to promote?
4: I would have to say I've been doing more episodes on the Lee Gersman show. If you just look up the Lee Gersman show, Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-A-E-R. You'll find my episodes. I've been doing some stuff that's going to make some people uncomfortable. You're not going to want to hear all of them, but you will probably find some stuff that you like. And I enjoy doing it. And hey, yeah.
1: Okay, I'm I'm here to tell you cuz I know what you're talking about. I listened to that episode. Yeah. And I don't know that it was uncomfortable, but it was uncomfortable, but it wasn't. It was the the raw emotion and how emotional you got made it a very touching and real episode. Cuz I know a lot of times when when we all do this kind of stuff, we go into a certain character mode. Like if you meet Bushy, Bushy's a fucking character. Nate is a different guy, for the most part. You know, there, there's there's mm. a lot of the same the same shit in Bushy, but Nate's not always wild and crazy and excited as such. You know, he's just a regular guy. You know, working through life the way the rest of us are. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that particular episode, and uh, I highly recommend. That if you listen to nothing else, if you want to hear something that's as real as it can fucking be, no bullshit aside, none of Lee's, you know, because Lee's very eccentric. He has a very quirky sense of humor. You can see it on his little Facebook live videos where he's just doing that weird shit with his tongue making noise. Hey, that's me normal. <laughs> but the thing is, that's, that's hilarious. But nobody's yeah. really gotten an insight into you, the, the, the health problems you've been going through for a while. I thought it was touching. I know that it made me Thank cheer you. up, and I thought it was a great episode. Yes, it can make people uncomfortable, but you know what? When you're dealing with health issues, it's not always a comfortable thing.
4: Yeah. I did do a second episode. I think that I was putting links, but my phone went dead. But it's the same subject, but instead of me boo and crying, It's me more talking like this about it. It's like as if doing that episode allowed me to kind of get through whatever I needed to get through so that I could talk about it with a little more humor, a little more regular. But then I go on and I talk about other stuff. But it's, yeah. Yeah, so um, if if, if you listen to Catheter Man... And then, and um, there's there's gonna be two episodes of Captain Man. and right. and I and I figured that um, some people were freaked out at the idea and didn't want to, you know, listen to some like that. But I remember what the guy from Red Rider, Tom Cochran, said when he did the song "Lunatic Fringe," and they said, "Don't do that song, that's crazy," and he said it became a hit. And he said, so I realized at that point not to listen to what other people said. So that's my
1: um, influence. Well, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. I mean, a lot of people think of podcasting as, you know, it's just a couple of schmucks or one schmuck talking into a mic. It, it, there's still an yeah. art to it, you know. It's still your touch. It's your thing. It's your baby. And you want it to be a good product, but there's nothing wrong with having a personal touch as well. Yeah. Like I said, I, I I give high praise. I'll have to listen to the second part. Um, I, I thought that first one was amazing. It gave me real insight to you. And I felt your pain. And I think yeah. that's important. It came across much yeah. better listening to it than if you had written it down.
4: Yeah, because, well, here's, here's the thing. I don't want to get too much into it, but what I want to say is, My main point is any health issues, if you have any kind of pain, any kind of something going on with you and you think that there's something that's possibly wrong. uh, If you get a chance to check it out, I definitely think it's worth it, because if if someone doesn't check out what's wrong with them, you never know what's going to go on in the future.
1: Absolutely. And if you wait too long, it could be the worst possible diagnosis. Yeah. All right. I appreciate that, Lee. Like I said, I love that episode. I highly recommend it.
4: Yeah. Um, and I
1: also recommend
4: the one that I did where I go, blah, <laughs> blah, 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 For, uh, I have to do that one. <laughs> Yeah,
1: that
4: that. <laughs> I, I did I I did one where I'm like a silly fucker, but like I I I I do that stuff too because I get pissed off and I'm thinking fuck it. People want to see normal. Fuck you. I'm gonna
1: do fucking not normal. That <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, and I and I love that shit too. You just have to understand that seeing a more real side of you was very healing. Yeah.
4: I I just I just. I was like, you know, I have to say it. I said, you know what? My life right now, a lot of stuff is kind of shitty. And that the only way to possibly get it better is to let people know about it. And maybe that can be a good thing.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And here's the thing. Even when life's bad, every day above ground is a good one. That's true. All right. Well, the thing I want to promote is a thing that me and the mountain man have been promoting for the last several months and that is the rock and pod expo in nashville tennessee that's august uh, 9th and 10th that's coming up this coming week and we're recording on a saturday night uh, in fact here is a little here fuck it here's two commercials on rock and pod
2: rock and pod is back the annual celebration of rock returns to nashville This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Kick Tracy and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on-site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the Rock and Roll Residency, The Talisman, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rock and Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rock and Pod. Podcast registration and tickets and VIP packages available now at rockandpod.com.
5: The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. Rockin' Pod is back and bigger than ever in 2019. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, cosplayers, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, David Ellefson of Megadeth, Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Vaughn of Dancing, and members of Exodus, Roxy Blue, Every, Every Mother's, Mother's Nightmare, Nightmare, Tora Tora, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the Rock and Roll Residency, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rock and Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rock and Pod tickets and vip
1: packages available now
5: at rockinpod.com
1: so yeah get to nashville check that out i will be there the uh, the mountain man unfortunately cannot make it uh one of his co-workers father died all, yeah, of their, all of their time off has been canceled um so he cannot make it i am still going to represent the plug it's gonna be a good time so if you're gonna be there come say hi I know there's not going to be a lot of people there to say hi to fucking me. I'll be talking to all the other podcasters. But if you feel really bad to see me sit in the corner all by myself, come say hi to me.
4: <laughs> if, if you see me
1: all of a sudden
4: walking there, it, 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 if it takes a month, I might be able to make it within a month. And if you see me walking there, I, I will say, hey, to you I'll say, hey, man, why didn't you wait for me at the the... BART station. No, I'm sorry. California <laughs> is BART station. Very rapid transit.
1: Nice. I'll well, tell you what. You and Mark should try to get out there next year. Alright. You, know, you should try to get out there next year. And this gives you plenty of time to prepare for it. Because I'm sure there's going to be a four. If three is successful at all, there will be a four. And three looks like it's going to be even bigger and better than the last two. I didn't even get to make the last one.
4: Yeah. I'm like, um... I, I would like to promote my whatever I do to all the people there and bug the hell out of them so that they only listen to me and A, but <laughs> I'd probably pass out by that time because I'd be uh, so drunk
1: you I'd could be get a like booth to just sell your CDs. Yeah, and say, God
4: damn you you Fuckers, come here and buy my CD. Just give me a fucking coupon for Shake Shack Burger Joint, damn it. So I can give it to Vinnie Vinson so he can perform at my backyard. Fuck Vinnie Vincent, He'd cancel anyway. Yeah, the, but, but, I, but hey. they charge you $300, I'm only, bucks,
1: charge I'm 300 only bucks him, for an autograph on a concert that never happened.
4: Yeah, and that's why I give him a Shake Shack Burger Joint coupon. I wouldn't give him five bucks.
1: Nice. But it it would have to be like a coupon you cut out of the like the newspaper shit though, right? Not one you you wouldn't give him a gift card you had to spend money on.
4: No, no, I I would give him somewhere the actual amount that he has on it is not on there. It just says Shake Shack. And 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 then and then when he they see it they go, Okay see your name on the paper, what is this? So oh
1: no. I wouldn't they give that gave me... son of a bitch a piece of watered up used toilet paper.
4: Oh I would. But but, <laughs> but 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 the thing is yeah, um I did an episode on news about Vinny Vincent that gotten a lot of bad hate.
1: And I don't fucking care. Oh no, there's so many Vinny Vincent nutswingers out there to keep making excuses for this cocksucker. I wouldn't worry about it either.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like cocksucker Vinny too. You know, um, made with... That got all
1: pissed off when Britney Spears went crazy and he's crying into the video. Leave Britney alone. That's the way these guys are with fucking Vinny Vincent. Leave Vinny alone. Uh, Shut the fuck up. Leave, leave,
4: leave, leave my uh, maple syrup and my um, sugar alone, I, 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 I pack it in my cup so that I, I have some when I do football, you know, in my crotch. Oh, never mind.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to hit some plugs real quick. All right. All right. All right. Here's the plugs. Hi, this is Mark Olden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we rock and roll all night and party every day. Come check us out. On iTunes and Podbean thank you very much
2: hello folks this is the rock sponge Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and friends podcast join yours truly every week as I look at a different classic rock and or metal album that had an impact on my life and or rock music in general and I'm usually joined by a friend or two and there's no country or rap or techno bullshit on the show because I hate those fucking music genres techno and rap and country sucks So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends podcast every week on YouTube and now on Podbean and iTunes. So yes, folks, I'm available in three different ways. Podbean and iTunes for the audio and YouTube for the visual. Thank you very much. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
0: I want to rock. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You got to fight for your right.
3: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got
0: Bush.
2: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that station.com. <laughs>
6: Alright, so there's been a debate on whose voice is sexier, she's i mine, here to tell you it's my voice that's way sexier, but imagine this, ladies out there, you walk into Bushy's house, he's standing there in front of that kitchen sink and he's washing those dirty, dirty dishes, making them so clean, he grabs you by the hand, he brings you up to his room, he's got all the laundry done, I mean like all the laundry, and Even folded your panties You feel like giving him a little extra Something, something You're like, hang on a second, man I gotta go into the bathroom Gotta wash things up a little bit Make sure I'm all fresh for you And you notice that fucker, he's cleaned the entire bathroom, man He's done it all Just for you You come back out, you're ready, man He takes you by the hand And pulls you in Oh, so close He whispers in your ear You need to tune in to Sarah's Invasion right here on that metal station every Monday, Thursday, and Friday, 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She'll play the very best in Underground just for you.
1: Check out the Freeform Rock podcast that is with Lee Gersman and Mark Alden-Taylor. Check out Terrence Reardon and Friends. And I'm sure I put in a couple promos for my radio show and this other great promo for Sarah's Invasion. She does all underground music. None of it's signed. Great stuff. But we did the promo kind of together. She did the vocal. I, I laid down the porn music. It's beautiful. So I had to play it. Cool. <laughs> All right, Lee, once again, I want to say thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for bailing me out. I appreciate it, especially on such short notice.
4: Hey, thank you, too. It gave me a chance to hear an album that it totally took my mind away from Def
1: Leppard's Pyromania. So thank you so much. <laughs> That's two. That's two now. That's that one of sevenfold record um, right from the Grammy Museum. You liked it. Oh and now, fuck! And, and now Danzig. Look at that. That's two I've gotten you on. And,
4: and never mind.
1: Way, way better than Krabby Appleton.
4: <laughs> okay. Okay, Doddy, Doddy, Daddy, Daddy. You got, you, 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 you got me there.
1: <laughs> Outstanding, Lee. Once again, thank you for being here. Any final thoughts, sir?
4: Um. I'm old enough where every mistake I make is purposeful.
1: I like that. That's actually pretty profound.
4: (laughs) I I, I thought of it earlier, and I thought, why not? It's a throwaway, but use it.
1: (laughs) No, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old. I fucked up. Who cares? I meant to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's (laughs) That's, true. That's fucking brilliant. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, I'm
4: brilliant when I'm drunk. When I'm sober,
1: I'm going to have to drink again to get more brilliant. I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Motherfuckers, bye, vinyl. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, vinyl. Okay, bye.
4: Hey, this was really
2: fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when When suddenly suddenly we're we're through. through. Goodbye,
0: goodbye, good friends, goodbye Cuz now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cuz we'll see you very
1: soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug See you next week.
0: All the fire has been through Well you know I've played so hard And the light grows so dim And my time's getting slim Swirls up a day It's so loud It drowns my mind to the coin That I pass To the ferryman's cry.
1: to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. All music played on The Plug belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or your local record store. Support what you love. Support these artists by seeing them live and purchasing their music. The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man is not affiliated with any of the artists or music we play. Thank you for listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man, and we'll see you on the next episode.